Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello, welcome to another fantastic, jam-filled episode of the Cultaholic Weekly Podcast. You are listening and maybe watching to the dulcet tones of Mafu, joined by his favourite people in all of wrestling, Jack the Jobber. Hello. And Ross on Wrestling. What flavour jam, Matthew? Blackberry. Oh, controversial. I'm a raspberry mm. man, personally. I will settle for raspberry, but like spider bait, oh, blackberry, that makes jam. Jack, <laughs> what jam do you like? Yeah, I like, I like raspberry jam, strawberry jam, partially a bit of marmalade now and again. That's not jam, obviously, but it's it's in the same wheelhouse. Um, you know what I like? A, go on. I thought you'd finished. I'm sorry. No, no, it was pretty much. Sweet. I'll continue then. Honey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can put it on toast, you can put it on porridge, and it never expires. Versatile. Just like expires. this podcast. Apparently, it's immortal. Well, it's blow me Ray, down. It's the Rey Mysterio of the condiments world. That's right. If Rey Mysterio's knees were made of honey, he'd be champion right now. Yes. <laughs> and we take a brief detour from Happy Land to go to the news, and obviously this is supposed to be a more upbeat, happy uh, news place as compared to the rest of the places on wrestling world however it has been a crap week of wrestling for news let's start for the negative first uh rest in peace shad gaspard mm. most famous for his tag team with crime time the jtg horrible event and he was swimming got caught in a riptide i believe and used his last bit of energy to help his kid out before getting lost at sea before benji being really found a truly horrible way to go out, but it's nice. Again, we look at the rather celebrate someone's life than uh, focus on the death. The fact that this has happened and Twitter is awash with people speaking about how great Shad Gaspard was. Fellow wrestlers, promoters, even Dave Meltzer himself coming out and saying positive things about Shad Gaspard. It's nice to see in this age of people used to like turning bad on social media when the opposite happening. So, yeah. Jack, any thoughts or any <clears throat> favorite Shad memories? All, all the stories were <clears throat> shot right. So Crime Time was right in my sort of lapsed period when I stopped watching. But um, since going back and watching some of their matches, they're just really fun, weren't they? Very charismatic guys, and it's really nice that all these stories have come out. And he just seems like he was the he just seems like he's the best guy. He seems like a really really sound bloke, and that's really nice. Ross, I ah, died a hero, didn't he? Final act on this planet was getting his son to safety and. Speaks volume of the guy, obviously. Favourite segment for me was when he uh, cried. Was it Crime Time? He made Regal dance like that, doing all jazz hands and all that malarkey with Vince McMahon in the room as well. That was a hoot. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing, you haven't seen a, a negative word about him. Everyone who seems to have, like, because I never met him, 
Uh, but everyone who did just has good words about him. So, what more can you say than that? Well said. And like you said, ooze charisma, which helped them when they did that one-time appearance on Raw in England and went, money, money, crowd. Yeah, yeah. Those Euros, Euros. Boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently, according to, I think, JTD's book, he said, they don't do Euros here. It's pound sterling. And the guys backstage went, say it. Say Euros. <laughs> oh, so they knew. All right, they it's knew. not right. They went in and boo and went, look, and went, ah, whatever. <laughs> So, don't know what that was about. Again, sticking with the sadness, Larry Zonka, probably not a name that everybody listening to this will know, but he was a very influential and important writer for 411 Mania uh, wrestling side for bloody decades, maybe, at this point. Um, just very entertaining what he did, very uh, thorough in his writing, analysis and reviews, had a style that was lovely, sarcastic, to the point of twattery, to be honest with you, but back then, that's what we did. We were very negative. And he passed away earlier this week due to, I believe, complications to diabetes, but don't quote me on that. Um, he, again, he, was this before your time, Jack and Ross? No, no, he, I was going to say he was, um, when I was first getting back into wrestling, it was via things like OSW and Euro and Botchamania as well. And also, um, he he was he his were the reports that I'd read for like four more mania to, to catch up on what was going on. He was just so consistent and so reliable. He was almost like comparable to Meltzer in how much stuff he did. He was just he right up until this week. It came out of nowhere really, and um, he was still he, like there was several reviews up for this week's wrestling on four more mania. So that's a really sad one as well. Yeah. And Ross, I when I was at uni getting back into wrestling, he was my go-to sort of place for objective reviews. As you said, he could, when he didn't like something, he told you about it, but by and large, it was always just straight down the middle. Here's what happened, an informed opinion. Just a good writer, wasn't he? Mm. He was. We sadly missed. Uh, Drew Gulak has gone from WWE. He declined to re-sign, and this was the day after SmackDown, which you'll get to. I know you're excited for that. And yeah, he's no longer with WWE. It sounds mutually accepting. Apparently, it's, it's not dead, though, or something, isn't it? Oh, what, he's still going to be there? No, no, apparently he's gone, but apparently he might be going back or something. It was something oh. to do with the, the money on the table wasn't what he wanted or something. And so maybe they're going to re- revisit it. I've got no idea. Right. I think he'd be there on Saturday night, personally. <laughs> yeah, by the time we've said this, everyone will be watching watch this podcast and on Friday, who is the mass ma- It's Drew Gulak! And will again be one day behind uh, the rest of the world. I don't think he will. I think we're safe in this one because apparently... I remember Cody not Cody didn't like him. Why? Because he was doing like a grizzled veteran gimmick on the indies, and Cody said he was a bit of a knob about it. Oh, I don't know though. He said it Zelda across, sucks. <laughs> it came across <laughs> came across like a bit of a weird reason to not like someone. Like the the story goes that they were uh, doing merch at an Evolve show, and it was um, it was Gargano's last show. So they had pizza out for the fans to like have a bit of as part of this celebration of like Gargano's leaving. What a great guy. And um, apparently Gulak, who Cody already didn't like because of his gimmick, came over and said something jokingly like, um, oh, you've got pizza on your merch table. So that's what you need to get over. Or some, something really harmless like that. But Cody was like, don't like you. So I don't know if it's just Cody being Cody because he's quite weird and sarcastic sometimes i really i really don't know don't understand it's like the last dance for wrestling yeah what a documentary that was matthew anyway. what? Oh, no no no, no, no. 
Is Let's that what you going. meant? Have that pizza? I knew what that meant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, was the pizza it was personal. Done. Maybe there Cody the... just made it up inside of his head that Drew Gulak was a knob to him. <laughs> have you been watching it as well? I've got two episodes to go, but I have been catching up. Oh, it's so bizarre. It's so good. It's great, but I didn't realise how much uh, focus Michael Jordan had on it getting made. Because obviously Michael Jordan's not out there doing, you know, cameos. So they needed... Uh, Michael Jordan only did it because... Uh, he had final say in it. And obviously it makes sense. It'll be based like 75% on him because he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there's all these other players going, uh, hang on, yeah, uh, Michael Jordan did that, but you didn't have my response while I told him to go F himself. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Scotty Pippen. He's such a oh, chilled like out him. guy. He's so chilled. Really right. Yeah. Anyway, I've, Sorry, anyway, sorry, yeah, sorry. sorry. Anyway, back to the miserable world of wrestling this week. <laughs> uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports the reason Bobby Roode and the Singh brothers have not been on WTV in the last couple of months is because they are stuck in Canada. Obviously, there's yeah. still travel restrictions in place, keeping those from other countries from entering the United States. And AEW's facing the same with the Dark Orders, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. That's probably where I've had the likes of 10 appearing on AEW Dynamite. And related to that... Sammy- ju- oh, go on. Is this why Sami Zayn's been... Is he... But I'm guessing he lives in Canada, does he? Apparently yeah, but he's, also... he's teeth out. Oh. Oh, I, I was reading. Yeah, I, we, yeah, we had the title taken off him. Apparently, right, Vince has promised people their place in the card won't be their fault or anything like that. But apparently, Sami had his wisdom teeth taken out recently, so he couldn't wrestle anyway. I don't know what's true. That was just something I read on the internet. No, <laughs> Vince, Vince said, Sami, can you make it? And he went... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Have had a, yeah, your mouth numbed. No. I have had that. Yes, I had oh, the fantastic. Uh, back um, teeth. molars. Yeah, there we go. Uh, molars taken out when I was a kid because my way of brushing teeth used to be get some toothpaste, do the bottom bit, then wash the toothbrush with nothing on it, and then do the top bit. And so naturally, my teeth had issues and I had to have them taken out. And I was really worried because my mum described the process as it's all right, you'll be asleep. So you won't notice the guy taking your teeth out. I go, I'm pretty bloody sure I'd know <laughs> someone was taking my teeth out when I was asleep. And it was, so I was like, all right, can I come back at some 10? 10, it's going to be so bad this. 9, oh, go on. You know. <laughs> you get put to sleep. Yeah. You're and, lucky, uh, but. Oh, yeah, did you have yours when you were just, was just local? I had one more tooth on the top rung than I should have had, so I needed one taken out to let another one come down. I was not put to sleep. I was just like injected all around the mouth. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't recovered since, some might say. <laughs> and I just yanked it out while I was still awake. I was like, oh! oh. <laughs> and it's a dumb question, but I have to ask, did you feel anything? A little bit. I tried to, I don't know what it would be, the feel, like comparative to, I've got no idea. I did feel it, though. Not as much as I would have if it wasn't numb, though. But then my mum, the cruel woman, took me for fish and chips afterwards. It's like a, it's like a present for doing so well. And I was sat there with my fish and chips going like, <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't get it in my mouth properly. She knew what she was doing. What about you, Jack? You had any, any teeth? Have I had any teeth? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, 32, I think. Oh. Um, no, um, I've never had any... Um, anything taken out but i have got a feeling that i've had twice and it just keeps on it just keeps on messing up because it it keeps falling out because it doesn't go in properly half my tooth i fell over once when i was drunk and then a week later i bit into a pizza and it just half my tooth came out and it's never been this it's never been filled properly the filling always keeps falling out so it doesn't hurt i just i should probably get that sorted actually 
I have those dreams all the time where your teeth get knocked out. It was oh, it was yeah. it wasn't nice knowing that your tooth just fallen out. It was nasty, surprisingly. Yeah, weird. You at school, uh, and I wish I knew his name to name drop it, but he had like Kevin Dunn teeth, proper like bad. <laughs> and he came into school one day, and they'd been fixed. And we all went, oh, that's nice. Did you, your parents get the donut? It was, no, I fell over at Beavers and my teeth just snapped in half. <laughs> like, bloody hell, was it? No, it's great. They're normal now. <laughs> Complete, perfect snap. You could, oh, anyway. Wow. And finally, in a little tidbit that I'm sure we were all thinking about, at Money in the Bank, there was a spot where Dana Brooks slipped on water, wah, 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 and some janitor going, whoa, sorry. That janitor was... Bruce Pritchard's son. What right. Was it? Do you know his name? Sean? Kane, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Kane Pritchard. Who's he named after that famous MMA guy? No. That Kane. Off the telly. Off the wrestling. That's it's a Ross strong name. Gonna, it's what Ross is going to call his firstborn. Yeah. Uh, it's got evil connotations for me. Kane uh, Dingle, isn't it? Off Emmerdale. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't thought about that. I Is he evil? He oh, looks yeah. evil. I don't watch too much Emma Dill, to be honest with you. Speaking of the Dingles, because obviously... <laughs> oh, good. I'm loving where this is going. <laughs> one, of our, one of our editors, Andrew, uh, is from that neck of the woods. He's from, like, Yorkshire countryside. He's shaved his head the other day, and it, it looks good. Suits it. Nah. Do you know what I've not seen? <laughs> no, I've seen it. I'm just saying no, because I don't like it. Do you not like it? I think it looks nah. good. Matthew. I'm doing the opposite. I'm growing my hair out, but obviously I'm very proud of the fact that it looks like crap because I'm wearing my Space Jam hat. <laughs> um, so I don't know why I'm mocking someone for, oh, he shouldn't have shaved his head. He should look like a mess like me. Mine's so I think too, I've got no dog in this fight, getting, so stop talking. Mine's too long. Like, I look like me in the 2000s. I'm going full afro, me. I'm never going to cut my hair again. Ah, uh, what? Good, you just it now. Your, yours, goes, yours goes outwards, doesn't it? Oh, it's starting to go out now. Yeah. Uh, no, going back now. Is it July? I've got a Facebook ad from a barber's. Not one I go to, just one of, like a sponsored ad. July the 4th, they're taking bookings for. It's in Gateshead. Wow. So I don't know what they know that we haven't been told, but July the 4th, apparently, you can go back to your barber's, maybe, if that advert was true. I'm going to have to do the back and sides myself at this rate, I think. It's getting too, it's getting too ridiculous. Uh, the way it's growing now, I'm going to need two hats. <laughs> well, we've certainly brightened up that new section. Don't worry, there's more misery to come. Let's move on to the Hall of Fame. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. See, I wasn't lying. In condescending order from last week, the great oh, the great state of Wyoming, 27%. And that Solid. percent was also the length in minutes of how long it took Jack to big up the state of Wyoming. <laughs> Uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, the happy couple, 27%. Oh, get in. But clear favourite, the late, great Tony Bridgman, the man who no-sold three nearly fatal things at once and was a proud listener of this podcast. Thank you very much for voting there. I'm sure uh, the people he knows will be happy with that. I'll message them because I'm sure if they still listen to the podcast or not. But that wasn't the point. Like I said, we celebrate lives rather than hears about death. I'm very happy that people thank for that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I can't, week, re- isn't it? Oh, go on. Can't, re- can't really complain about that one. Normally I'm like, oh, but this week, you know, it's probably yeah, the Yeah, right I've, I've got more more faith in our Patreon backers. Well done. 
Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I'll keep it up, because I can't be, you know, too sad every week because there's a lot of sadness in the world at the minute. So I'm going to go with something happier. Soddy. Michael Jordan. Oh, good. Not quite because, yes, he's the greatest basketball player of all time or anything like that. But just the just the way we told it, this, the intro there in the news section, just every story is like, hey, MJ, how you doing? You're looking good. Oh, I'm looking good, am I? What do you mean, oh. looking good? <laughs> you said that to my wife, even though you didn't really do it, I'm going to knock no. you. <laughs> and it cuts to people just saying, like, they may have spent 10 minutes saying, God, MJ used to brag us badly, used to drive us nuts, used to say everything. But he was a good guy. And they'll just take that bit where he goes, he was a good guy. And that's it. Just to find out what, what a, uh, what word do you use it? A JBL type he was. And then you watch his Netflix documentary and it's all like, oh, MJ was so nice. So great. And he's just like, okay, let's see what this guy said about me. MJ was a real person. Oh, yeah. Guy. Some of the bits where he's watching the iPad are some of the best bits. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> MJ was very uh, nice to me one time. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so, like yeah. the Kill Bill, like the... He's there and he's, you can see him thinking like, have I, have I got one more game left in me? Yeah. <laughs> Do I still have that guy's address? Does he have a basketball hoop in his back garden? <laughs> so, yeah, The Last Dance, so great. Michael Jordan, he's the highlight of it for the right and wrong reasons. And I'm hoping, some people suggested, that they do another bonus episode like they did with um, Tiger King, where it's just the uncut interview with Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's just that no edits, just a long cut, that, and I'd watch every second of it. So that's my pick. The great Michael Jordan, bleary eyes and all. Uh, let's go with Jack next. Um, so... Tony Hawk's coming back soon, isn't it? The gaming franchise. Not the man. He's already, he's still about. Um, but I, I got realising, and I put out a tweet to see what the response would be as well, uh, that who you picked in those Tony Hawk's games really said a lot about you as a person, but I can't quite work out what it says. But I've nominated my pick from the Tony Hawk games, uh, and that is Bob Burnquist. Oh. Lovely man. Very good. Nice glasses sometimes he wore as well. That's, that's a good that's pick. pick. Because I would also I, pick Bob, so that's why I'm agreeing with you. you. I'll Bob have Burnquist to sign the well? Patreon to, to vote for this. Yes, his Ross, name was Bob. Have... I'm, I'm partial. People call Bob. I never really played Tony Hawk's to be honest uh... with. Oh, I was outside oh. playing games, <laughs> not sitting on my ass. I do that now and sitting on <laughs> Before, um, before, because that was quite a short. I'm just gonna. Ross sent me um, a response from the one person who lives in Wyoming with some Wyoming facts that I'm gonna read out now. Yeah, this was an email we got in the mailbag this week. Um, it's fascinating stuff. It really is, Matthew. Go ahead. I'm really eager to hear. Right. So this there was quite a lot of responses about Wyoming, but this was one of the only ones from someone actually from Wyoming. So it's from uh, Tommy Zulsdorf. Um, <laughs> where's that? Is that a joke name or is that a real one? Oh, I see what you've done there. Good. Did you pre-prepare this? I did, yes. I knew this would come up. Right. Uh, he's put, yes, Wyoming is real, and it's quite lovely. We are known as the equality state because we give women the right to vote before we were a state and still just a territory. So that's good stuff. Um, skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, many movies have been filmed here, including The Hateful Eight. Also, the main characters from Ready to Rumble are from Wyoming. We have a lot of agriculture, but also mining, not just coal, but uranium. Uh, 
goes on. Bischoff lives here, Harrison Ford does, and even Kim Kardashian and Kanye West recently bought a ranch here. We have about half a million people in the entire state, and you can fit all of Great Britain into it. There are more cows than people. So thanks, Tommy, for that. It's good. I love one of the fun facts of Wyoming was, <laughs> yes, it exists. <laughs> yeah. And that's to see Dr. Luther make an appearance there in Ross's room. And <laughs> so that was it. Before we go into Ross's thing, a quick thing, though. What's the song that you associate with Tony Hawk's? Goldfinger by, no, sorry, Superman by Goldfinger. That's good, yeah. Mine's Power Man 5000. Which one's that? Those collide. They're the only song. Because Tony Hawk's I'll, I'll 2 need... was my first one. I'll need to hear it, but then I'm sure I'll... Well, Will's Collide, you must remember that. Yeah, I must do. Will's well, Collide. Oh, Wasn't you're there ready a... to go now. You're ready to go Oh, now. yeah, 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 yeah. Can't do too much or we'll get copyrighted straight. What was the... Um, what was the... <laughs> What was the... There was a melancholy one as well. Oh, I can't remember. Something good. They only had one song, didn't they? Was, um... Was... Uh, no FX on there as well? The Separation of Church and Skate? Probably. Wasn't a huge No FX fan. Was Less Papa Than Jake Roach on Roach had uh, Blood Brothers. Was that... Was Less Than Jake... Did they have... They must have had... They must have had songs on there as well. Anyway. Should have. Mine's Goldfinger. Superman. Yeah, you know what? This hasn't gone the way I expected it. Ross, what's your pick for Hall of Fame? I was going to go for Shad. Oh, well, yeah. Is that... That's, yeah. yeah? Yeah, fair enough. It seems yeah. like a nice time to do it. <laughs> well, then don't vote for ours, then. Sorry, don't Michael Jordan. And Bob Burnham. Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if this is against the spirit of the cult all wrestling no, podcast Hall of Fame or not, but, you know. Yeah, you're right, though, Ross. I mean, it's, it's nice to have a wrestler that, again... It's been a huge outpouring of support for him. It's a hell of a pick. I'm sure a lot of people have nothing but have, uh, positive memories of Shad. It's just odd with Hall of Fame where it's like, yeah, the, the step into the silly closet that is cultaholic. And I was like, oh, his his reality. To I was shocked that you, neither of you two went from. Well, I, I don't know. I just I feel bad now. No, no, don't <laughs> guilt me. What? <laughs> <laughs> But Shad, that is a great reason. Um, any other positive things you want to say about Shad before we move on? No. We covered it at the start, didn't we? Yeah. Good times. Great time. Yeah, we did, didn't we? I'm trying to I've just... ruined this segment, haven't I? I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are three good picks. One is winning. Should one we make, should we, should we make, should we make Shad, and, Shad an honorary member? Yeah, yeah, let's do oh, that. Let's, that's a beautiful... Let's just, oh, there we go. From downtown, go. Ross. Yes, there we go. <laughs> now I've got to yes. think of one now. <laughs> Shad Gaspard wins Hall of Fame because we've all voted for him. Uh, what's the non-Shad pick? There we go. Off the top of my head, Matthew, the first thing I'm thinking of is Martha Hart after Dark Side that's of the Ring one I was going to get to that on the TV Again, section. Again, it might be with, not, in, yeah. not in the spirit of the Hall of Fame that we're doing here, but that's the first thing that's coming to my head, so that's what I'm going to say. Martha Hart. This shows what a depressing week it's been for wrestling when we're having to go, no, wait, which which sad news or wrestling-related thing can we put in this week? Martha Hart's a great pick, though, because she will just get bad then. Her image has done a complete 180 from what WWE's been presenting for years, which is evil Martha, doesn't want Owen's, you know, uh, want Owen in the Hall of Fame, doesn't want a DVD put out that's all Owen, you know, because evil Martha just hates WWE and wrestling and wants to control everything about Owen. And then you watch the documentary, he's like, no, I don't want his image to be remembered, exploited by the company who was quite responsible for killing him. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Like, well, when you put it like that, Martha, that makes complete sense. And now she goes from country to country uh, with a foundation helping kids 
Yep. Sorry for you've took, all, you've took all the words out of my mouth. Because I sat on one video we did. I remember saying, Mark Henry said it. I'm going to repeat what Mark Henry said at the Hall of Fame. Let's get uh, Owen at the WWE Hall of Fame. But now she, you sit back and watch her there and you think, oh, yeah, she's probably right for doing that, isn't she? So Martha Hart. And she's raised two impressive kids. Bloody hell. What an impressive yeah. man Owen Hart's son is. Yeah. Very yeah, well spoken, really well spoken. Yeah, yeah. 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 And do you know how hard it is to raise two normal kids with a surname Hart? well there we go we've brought that back from the jaws of defeat well done Ross (laughs) sorry sorry the the choices are Michael Jordan the bleary eyed superstar Bob Burnquist Mr. Ollie I don't know what his nickname was (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah why not whatever and Martha Hart not as bad as we thought she was three amazing picks yes that's right you heard me amazing picks the Colic Hall of Fame, and you can vote for them by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and giving us your money and voting. I'll, I'll come back with silly bollocks next week, don't worry. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Now, the week of wrestling sadly starts with SmackDown. Bugger. <laughs> Poor SmackDown, man. Uh, oh, let's start the show with Miz and Morrison and... I enjoyed this segment, by the way, because Morrison what? and Miz keep on trying to make fun of him. But Otis is the most likable guy they've had in years, so none of it worked. So Morrison was going, hey, Otis, did your learning disability prevent you from putting on clothes? And then Otis goes, hey, Johnny, if you got it, you might as well afford it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get him. I expected better from a former five-star wrestling champion, to be honest with you. <laughs> He thought there, Jack, you were shaking your head. I just didn't like it. Thought it was a bit... Um, they've got something in Otis, and without taking away the fun and comedic aspects of him, I'm worried that they're going to just turn him into a bit of a laughing stock because of all the previous times they've done it throughout their history. But I don't know. It's a good point. We'll see what happens with that later on the show as they, have a, they issue a challenge to Otis and a mystery partner. Elias is back, something I think we all missed during the craziness of uh, Money in the Bank. You know, Rem Stereo and Alistair Black coming back. IC title tournament. Have I just actually missed this? Yes, I've missed the exciting match that Elias and Baron Corbin had that I think was longer than Jack talking about Wyoming. (laughs) And so Elias beats Corbin because Corbin touches guitar. And then Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak have a great amateur style match, which Bryan wins. Um, that's Gulak's maybe swan song. We'll see. That's the black and raised proven. No one stays dead in this company. Brian's training partner, as he was called. Yeah, on Twitter the next day, wasn't it? They wouldn't name him by name. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Bryan had a great match with his, tra- his former with his training, training partner. partner. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's Scotty Pippen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, that little tournament revealed that it's now multi-brand. And they said something like four times a year we can. And I'm like, whatever. You're just gonna do what you like. It's fine. Don't even. Why? I don't understand why they need to do this. Just say we're in the midst of this pandemic for the time being. We're just gonna open up the rosters. Anyone can appear on any show when everything's back to normal. Exclusive rosters come back because you know they're not gonna stick to this four times a year malarkey. Then we're gonna have to sit there and go. They haven't done it again. Just keep it simple. 
idiots. Vince loves <laughs> Vince loves little rules, doesn't he? Like, do you remember when? Do you remember that weird period where he decided that the matches all had to be restarted before the ad break, or yeah. whatever it was? That was no so wrestling weird. during commercials. Yeah, that was so weird looking back. So strange. Well, the reason why they do it like that, uh, Ross, is because it's uh, there is literally that that dog in the room that's on fire going, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> We're just choosing to have these shows in this one place with no fans. It's fine. It's, a, it's an artistic decision. And what have we got here? So SmackDown gets AJ Styles for the IC title tournament next week and Monday Night Raw gets Baron Corbin. <laughs> it's like trading Andy Cole for Keith Gillespie. That you know. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Anyway, Corbin <laughs> dominates Elias. I've already done that bit. And it's very odd in these shows hearing Michael Cole say, well, WWE partners up with the King of Fighters for smartphones and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell? I literally can't think of any other video game where WWE wrestlers have guest starred in them officially. I'm waiting for the Rage Shadow Legends shout out on SmackDown, on WWE TV, like that. Yeah. Has anyone Well, something just ever... as annoying as that is Charlotte is here. <laughs> Sorry, I had to talk over that because I thought it was a good segue, but you can carry on. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say it's like the... Uh, does anyone ever actually played Raid Shadow Legends? But I don't know. But no, Charlotte, yeah. Um, everyone wants everyone wants to see more of Charlotte, according to Charlotte. She's looked at the statistics. Oh, she, oh fair enough. She, she clearly hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's a ratings draw. I don't know. Has NXT uh, gone up drastically since she started appearing on it? I don't know. I've not looked at the stats either. I uh, don't know. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Charlotte's here and asks if Sasha is happy being Bailey's lackey. She says, well, it's better than being Naomi, who lost in a minute to Dana Brooke, and everyone agrees, oh, and they're no longer enemies. That's what I uh, typed, so you know what happened. We're getting uh, Team Bad back, I hope. You hope. That makes sense. I hope. Everyone loved oh. a bit of unity. We're all okay. here for that kind of content, aren't we? Aren't we, Matthew? Yeah. Yes. Naomi's going to snap in a couple of weeks' time when Barry Horowitz beats her. That... <laughs> she, she, she loses to Kane Pritchard. <laughs> I was wondering, because he, he had Bruce Pritchard something to wrestle with merch on, that fella. And I was wondering, why is that on there? But now it all makes sense. Wow. It's come full circle. Good times. Um, Otis found a tag partner in the form of Braun, and the two lads with bods like dads put away Miz and Morrison, and we got the sight of double caterpillars, and everything's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Until Mandy ball. comes out to stand by his man, stand by her man even, and Otis teases cashing in until Braun turns around and he tells him he's just kidding. I've just typed just it a here. joke. I've typed the cat letters. D it, Otis. I, just, a, just a joke, Daddy. Yeah, I think my standards for SmackDown are very low. Standards, sorry, my expectations for SmackDown are very low. I found myself very entertained by Otis. Nah, he's entertaining, man. I was enjoying. I was enjoying um, Otis's dance to Mandy's theme tune as he crept behind Braun. That was a good little moment. Um, I'm worried he's not gonna. He, I can't see him cashing in successfully on whoever. I don't think it's gonna happen for him, and I'm sad. It do wasn't you, a do, promising first step, like. No. We need to do more. It's when he snapped just before WrestleMania. We need to do that a few more times and like per show, just to pop, just to balance out the silly bollocks with like, oh, this guy can actually like rip your heat off if he wants to. Mm. 
Well, do the Finn Balor thing where he's got to lose the first match and he comes back as the Demon Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Just fully naked. <laughs> the guy just goes you know what take the title <laughs> goose fat everywhere Monday Night Raw Edge ex- oh Christ Edge accepts the best oh, match ever the best match ever 10 stars so last week and uh, loyal viewers will know this you were talking about so this, what do you think at the very end of the show and I went I don't know I was bored by the end of it and you went well Charlie Caruso described if Orton takes on Edge it could be the greatest rest of the match ever. And I was almost like, eh, it's pretty bad to end an episode of Monday Night Raw. Well, don't worry, I missed it that week, so they made up for it by doing it three more times this episode. It's officially the tagline of the match. It's that graphic. Before the match has even happened, the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> it's why people go, why there's so many people who kiss AW's ass not perfect? It's because AW, for all its faults, it seems a lot more natural, and they don't have the commentators going, well... Yes, I'm Tom Phillips, and this could very well be the greatest wrestling match ever. Source, WWE. What happens? Because only two things can happen, right? It's it's all right. It's pretty good. In which case, everyone will go, well, that wasn't the best match ever. Or it'll be like worse than people are expecting. And then it'll be even worse. I don't know what the thinking is here. I reckon um, Edge and Randy Orton are starting off on a music career. <laughs> this is not the greatest match ever. No, no, it's just a tribute. Do, 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 do. Da, 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 da. Couldn't I remember the greatest wrestling match ever. No, no, no. it's just a tribute. Shame. <laughs> I've got no idea what any of it means. Surely, I'm thinking just because you know it's wrestling, everyone loves a good old Ribbington, don't they? Charlie must have went off the script there or something. They can't be setting off in this direction. Do you reckon? And then they're just doubling down on the joke or something just at Charlie's expense. I've got no idea what's going on here. Was it not you, Ross? Actually, you know, Ross, that's a really good point. If they go, that's right. If Carlsberg did wrestling matches, then it'd be <laughs> the greatest wrestling match of all time. And they build it up dramatically. The bell rings and he just gives them an RKO. If that's the payoff, then that's no, fine. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But if they have a proper normal match and we get more of Edge going, like that and everything to make it look super serious, then... Yeah, I've no idea. What are we going to say? Like, it, it might be done like not live, so you could like have them do things they wouldn't normally do in a not, in a live wrestling match, like with CGI and stuff like that. Green screen. I was speaking the other day about having Edge like hung up on some strings on the ceiling so you can do six thirties and stuff like that. Then you're getting the greatest match ever. All kinds of fun of the fair. <laughs> so it's crouching What's... tiger, hidden dragon. Like wow, ten eighty <laughs> splash. Oh, I kicked out. Was it not you, Ross? Who said? Was it not you, Ross? Who said that? Um... Someone said it this week that um, it's a it's like a jibe at, or a jab at Tony Cott for what he said about the Jack Swagger, John Moxley match. I think someone, it wasn't me. I think someone shared it on the uh, our chat in the office here. I'm not too sure. Ah, uh, who was it? Because apparently, because Tony Khan obviously was saying like, well, when you see it, you'll realize that Hager versus Moxley is the best MD Arena match ever, and then it it was all right. Well, some people didn't even like it at all. So I don't know. But wasn't could that be, like half a joke? The greatest... Yeah. There's been three. So. Oh, was he joking? Maybe. Well, that statement, the greatest empty arena match ever. I mean... What, well, this jive from WWE, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Shut up, Ross, I'm going home. Sure, sure, them. Sure, yeah. Tony Khan, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Another highlight of the show, Buddy Murphy's new gear with the stained glass sleeves. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, he nice then fun. beat Humberto because it's Monday and Humberto has to lose. <laughs> uh, and I've put here on the highlights of Raw, Rodman missing practice during the playoffs to hang out with the NWO on the line. <laughs> and Hogan going, hey, this is worth missing practice for, am I right? <laughs> so good. Uh, Austin Theory uh, sucks. So Cena Vega removed them from the Andrade Association. So he's just milling around ringside like a lost puppy, like Courage the Cowardly Dog. And Seth decided, hey, that's a white flippy indie guy. I love them, me. And he <laughs> thought, you know what? Come in, come in. I'll give you so I'll give you a can of soup. And now he's, uh, he's, he's joined them as well. And Rollins Buddy Murphy is, was thrilled, wasn't he, Jack? Rollins is getting running around like Ash Ketchum, just catching them all, all, the, all his favourite indie lads. I can't think who's going to be next. What are the criteria? You've got to be a white flippy dude. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's hardly any of them in wrestling. I don't know. Well, no, Seth's got them all. <laughs> yeah. He basically wants the glory days of NXT. He's seen what the white flippy dudes have done to the Undisputed Era, and he wants that for himself. <laughs> and there's a lot more interest in talking about the main event, which saw Drew McIntyre defeat King Corbin. Woohoo! And as people have been comparing Drew McIntyre to Diesel, so I thought it was very unfortunate that would hype up this match against the second worst king of all time, which, of course, Mabel. <laughs> Where's the comparison there, apart from the beard and the hair? Is that as far as it goes, or am I missing something? Handsome. I think it's just because he's a champion during a really bad period. Ah. There's not much going on right now, so... But I don't it think is... it's a fair comparison. I've just seen a lot of it online. It's weird that WWE would hype up King Corbin in the main event and then draw the... What was it? The second lowest rating ever in the history of Raw? Something like that? It was the second greatest worst... Reading an empty arena, whatever. Uh, Carrie Sane had a celebration for Asuka and plays recorder. Yes. Uh, interrupted by Nia Jax. Nia belittles Asuka's title win, so Asuka knocks her out of the ring. Fair enough, though, and apparently the recorder was injured. <laughs> we'll get on to that at the next show. Yeah. And Shayna Baszler beats Natalia, so Natalia trashes the set of the Kevin Owens show. Oh, yes, <laughs> Owens is back. He invites Vegas Dable to the ring. And we've already done this bit because I didn't think it was that interesting to sum up. But we do have one interesting thing on Raw, which actually this week lost to SmackDown in terms of the interestometer, which was Bobby Lashley just milling around backstage and MVP coming to him and going, you know, you used to be really good. You should probably uh, challenge somebody for a title. And Lashley going, yeah, thanks, mate. I needed that self-esteem boost. I appreciate it. That's nice. I love, I love Lana's reaction, me. Like Bobby, was it our truthy beat? It's been so long. Yeah, it was our truthy beat in the singles match, wasn't it, Bobby? So MVT, yeah. MVP's out there, give him round of applause on the stage. And Lana's losing her bananas backstage as if she's just found out that literally MVP has been cheating while Bobby's been cheating on her with MVP in a, in a not just, you know, managerial way, in a sexual way. I like the overreaction, me. I do like Lana. She has two, two settings, uh, mad and Russian. <laughs> I've just noticed that, so, you know what, you remember when Lana, just the mention of Lana has reminded me, you remember when Lana turned face and left Ziggler, uh, left Rusev for Ziggler, and then she started coming out dressed like the all-American girl with, like, the denim and the big hair and the, the white top. Um, That's what Mandy Rose kind of looks like on SmackDown now, babyface Mandy Rose. Has Vince got, like, has Vince just got an idea in his mind of what a baby, what... This is babyface woman, and that's what they all should look like. 
Yeah, he's like Alfred Hitchcock. Right, okay. I don't get it. I'm not That was so. a very... Ups- no. Yeah, sorry. That's what the kids want to hear about, Matthew. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just say yes. I'm going to move on to the Owen Hart episode of Vice, which was the uh, highest rated episode of the Dark Side of the Ring series. I already said a bunch about Martha. So, Jack, do you have any thoughts on this? It was hard watch, really. I mean, a lot of the episodes have been. But um, the thing that really got me was that um, the shot of the fall from the top, because I've never seen that before. And it was really harrowing seeing like the ring far below. And it doesn't even it doesn't even show how far it actually was. He fell like twenty three meters or something. Um yeah, it was really it was a really hard watch, but it was it was interesting, it was good. And obviously Martha Hart showing the carabiner that was meant to hold him and the quick yeah. release and everything. Oh my right, god. That was the most shocking bit for me. Yeah. Six, yeah was it definitely. six pounds of pressure or something like that? No on clips. Yeah. The fact that she still had it. Mm. Well, yeah, she's got all the evidence, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know she needs it for evidence, but it's like, oh, yeah, I've still got it. I'm like, great now. Yeah. Anyway, what about you, Ross? I, my Biden memory was Cornette making me cry, which is weird. Oh, when he, oh, when he comes home. Oof, yeah. when he started going out welled up, and it's like, oh, Jim Cornette, all the things he's saying these days, and he's able to make her cry. Yeah, it was just a hard watch. Yeah, I don't know what you say about it. It's weird. If you haven't seen it, just go and watch it, yeah. Yeah. AEW, just slightly happier this week. Uh, Moxley beats 10, the cult member, and then threatens to break his arm until Brody comes to the ring and gives him back his title, which he's twocked. And Brody goes, nah, you're all right. Gives him the, the Walder Frey response of, I'll get another. So Moxley <laughs> breaks his arm and Brody Lee sods off. All right, there for the match on Saturday. And Anderson and Jake come face to face. And I was amazed by this. <laughs> they never um, wrestled each other. And the what? only time they were in the ring together during a match was Royal Rumble 1989, which they were obviously both in the match, but they weren't in the ring at the same time. They've never wrestled or wow. been in the ring properly until I then. Think which... I did a thing, I did a search the other day, and they've been in two more battle royals outside of WF, but I don't think they're in the, in the ring at the same time in them either. It's an amazing stat, that, isn't it? Yeah. But do you want to see Arn Anderson versus Jake the Snake now? Because I do. But I also no. don't. Uh, but I also <laughs> do. I do after that promo, but I don't want to... Yeah, obviously, you remember the two old fellas now, aren't you? You don't want to see those two going around the ring. But they were unbelievable in that promo, the pair of them were. Absolutely. Can talk them into the seats. It's just a shame they don't have anything to follow up with uh, right now. Jake says he wants to give Archer the first crack at Tyson. Yeah. And says he's glad Jake's been doing DDP yoga because he wants him to be real limber when he spine busts his ass. What a line! What That's a good. line! I thought the, the other good line he had, uh, Jake talking on, like, oh... No use of seeing you walking alone. Should get used to it. Oh, nice. God. Arn was just... Arn blew me away in this thing. I know that Jake's like one of the all-time great promos, but here I was like, it's all about Arn. He was so good. I've not seen too many Arn promos. I saw one that Ross was sharing about once where he's talking about all of his tactically oh, his little, placed... Oh, hat. <laughs> yeah, with all of his tactically placed functional muscle. That's a really good one as well. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Arn. Uh, Phoenix Phoenix or Phoenix? Phoenix Phoenix is on Northumberland Street that, That's Because that, it's F-E-N-I-X I go, oh, it's Phoenix so. But Pac did Pac did introduce this So it makes sense That you've said that yeah. Ah yeah. Do you calls on that? I'll read Phoenix Phoenix beats Orange Cassidy 
a distraction from Kip Sabian, who obviously has a giant ladder with him and takes it to ringside. To this was very WWE. Match. This was, was very WWE. Say, I'm yeah. glad that that was the end of it because he, he got pushed off and all the other participants joined in. And Excalibur did the, is this a preview of Saturday night's match? I'm like, oh, do we have to do this? But then they all went, no, Sonic, we don't need a ladder. We'll just do a bunch of dives outside. And that was good Thud. in theory. Yeah, so unrelated to this, uh, Phoenix did a beautiful dive that I'm not even going to try and pronounce. No one caught him. You could, wait, 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 I've got audio here. Up comes Phoenix, and there you go. That was a noise he made when he landed when no one caught him. Apparently he's a bit banged up, but he'll be all right for the match. Bless him. Uh, Luckily, nothing else negative happened on the show. Let's go to the next bit. Britt Baker (laughs) gets injured in a tag match against Nyla Rose when Nyla fell on her. The diddlers win. But Statlander saves Sheeta from a beatdown. And Sheeta puts Nyla through a table. We've seen her managing to break her head on the table as it landed. Did you hit Um, it? I thought you missed it. Oh, it looked horrible. Uh, The replay. Um, Yeah, this. I thought it was like, okay, it's interesting to do that. Maybe the Bill hype, but not, well, without them having to go at each other. And apparently, no, it was a real doctor doing a real thing, a real injury. Mm. Yeah, when when, um, they do kind of like a double Death Valley driver on Nyla into Britt Baker in the corner. And straight away after that, she's like, not selling it quite right. And um, like he was see... bent, wasn't it? Right. And then Nyla came down on top, yeah. And then you see um, Startlander improvises like a cover on her, but then glares at Nyla Rose to be like, break up this pinfall right now. And it's just, it all kind of, all kind of goes off the rails a little bit. But they did well to finish the match. I was just surprised at the finish because Shida got pinned and obviously she's... The number one contender. Yeah, but again, if there's been an injury in bed, match will come some slack. Sean Spears, with the best thing he's done in months, he has the uh, Sean Spears news update. And he says, oh, apparently Dustin Rhodes has decided to retire. Oh, it's a bitter pill for him to swallow, but swallowing pills has never been a problem for Dustin. <laughs> wow, all right, now they give him something to do. So apparently there, he's called out Dustin for a match and the commentators are like, did Dustin retire or not? We're not sure. We'll have to find out. So, you know, who knows if that's going to happen or not. Probably will, though. It is, isn't it? Confirmed, isn't it? Yeah, they booked it oh. straight after the, after the promo. But they said they didn't know if he was going to turn up or not. But the graphic flashed up and everything and JR was it did, like, didn't it? Oh, you're booked, kid. Let's just book it. I love AEW. So, so more realistic compared to WWE. <laughs> Matt Hardy beats Sammy Guevara and then rushes the Jaguar Stadium to save Omega, who's being ambushed by the Inner Circle. It's into a big brawl with the books and page arriving to turn the tide. Positive here was Hangman Page making his return <laughs> from the very, very back, going, Neow, and then running and doing the clothesline, like Mooter at the <coughs> Tokyo Dome. And that was nice. The books decided to jump off, I guess it's the bleachers, onto the hard-ass grass, and it was either Nick or Matt, who knows which one's which. Matt, I think. Yeah, it wasn't caught very well, and just went, wait, hang on, is the noise of him landing. And... Hurt his ribs doing it. Is he alright for the match? Do we know? I don't know. What a brutal episode of AW Dynamite this was. Do you remember the old EWR game? Yes. Do you remember the one of those nights <laughs> effect that would happen sometimes where just everything would kind of go a bit wrong? Right, right, right. Like like when you're playing um SimCity or Civilization, you get one of those natural disasters like, oh yeah. that's a nice oh no, an earthquake just destroyed all your hard work. Oh yeah. I still think the show was well thought out. Like it was a good go home show. All the matches got hyped, but it was just yeah, people were just getting injured. Yeah. 
brutal. Hey, card subject to change. NXT, that other show that's on Wednesdays. Uh, Karen Cross beats a jobber, and then Champ announces that they'll be facing each other at Takeover. That's it. Uh, yeah. Phantasma beats Azawa to win his Cruiserweight tournament block, but no one cares about that. Drake Maverick beats Kushida, which I think some people were half expecting anyway. But the important thing is, Jack, are you still giving a damn about this? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yes, because I, I was disagreeing with Pacitti. I've done a right Sam driver, I have. Sam was proclaiming to the high heavens around the time that Moxie left WWE that it was a work and that he'd be back. Uh, and still hasn't eaten the hat that he said he was going to eat if if Moxie turned up at AEW. Um, <clears throat> I've done the same. I was maintaining that Drake Maverick would not win this tournament. And even though he hasn't quite yet, I'm a bit worried that he's going to because he's just beaten the WCPW Pro Wrestling World Cup winner, 2017. Yeah. Ronald Strong beats Dexter Loomis. Wait, oh, sorry, there's one more. Oh, I think that Jake Atlas might turn heel on Spud. On Drake. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's been at ringside cheering him, like cheering him. Bleh, cheer. Go on, go on. Support, supporting him. Yay! Cheering him on. And I think it's just a bit too bit too nice of him but I don't know yeah interesting to see yeah Roddy Strong beats Dexter Loomis uh, Dexter Loomis you're a bit confused with Karrion Cross. Uh, he's the other guy who's big and stares a lot and has tattoos and has a scary entrance uh, two completely different characters the Unisbude Era tries to they beat are, him though. one's a human snake <laughs> that one's a heel one's a baby face oh yeah there we go They're completely different one's uh, a devil one's, got- one's a snake One's got hair. I'm just saying, WWE, when it comes to character types, there's three of them. One's got a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, there we go. They're completely different. Sorry, Dexter Loomis, who you press right C when you're selecting <laughs> um, Karrion Cross. Anyway, the Unspeed Era tried to beat him down, but luckily for us, Velveteen Dream is here to save Loomis and do a weird elbow drop, which was gift on Twitter, and someone pointed out, this looks like it's shot by the same team that did Power Rangers. 
But was that not was that not live? Was that put in? I haven't I haven't seen the gifting. I person. hope it wasn't live because it looked edited. It, right. it was definitely edited. It's got to have been. What what was it like? What happened? It just, he, he jumps off it. the jumps off the top rope and he flies over the barricade to where Cole is on the floor. And then just as he's landed, it changes to a, a, a shot. So like Cole's here and the camera's about there. And he sort of lands. It's it's literally out of Power Rangers. It was the perfect yeah. comparison. Right. <laughs> Cheap and nasty. And it's weird though. Velveteen Dream's here. He's still getting a push. I swear it was only three or four weeks ago. We all heard his voicemail ringing up lasses and asking them what school they go to. It was lads, but We didn't talk about it. And then nothing happened. Well, and he's back on NXT because I thought, all right, we'll do the damn call match because the hype ran out up. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And now we're back to this, and he's uh, he's still on TV, and nothing happened. I don't know what's happening in the investigation. Don't want to comment on it either way because I'm not stupid. Yeah. What investigation is there? Is there one? I don't know. I don't want to comment on it either way because I'm not stupid. Okay. Because well, if, if I say something and then the other thing is true, then. It's not a great look, is it? Oh, I know about great looks. Uh, <laughs> Io Shirai beat Rhea Ripley, but only beat DQ. And Charlotte, yay, runs in and attacks her. She takes out Rhea as well and stands tall. A bit awkward there because Rhea apparently has to stay in Australia for a bit. Oh, no, she's in Australia now, but she has to wait to get her visa back. So that means all Charlotte and no Rhea. <laughs> Oh, shit, that sounds like a saying. No, Rhea. Some fight one presents. Oh, Charlotte. No <laughs> so, weird episode of NXT. Any thoughts there, Ross? You want to add to anything? No, not really, no. I've only seen the highlights on YouTube, so I haven't got a, a good feel of this week's episode. Cool. Jack? <laughs> um, it, was a, it was an all right episode, but NXT recently has, has really... Um, Started to slow down, in my opinion, and it's a shame because over the past few years, they've been absolutely phenomenal. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now it's time to have a look in the little mailbag. Number one. Hello, chaps. Hope all is well in these uncertain times. Thank you for still doing an amazing job keeping our minds distracted from the horrors outside our doors. Bloody hell. <laughs> Anyhow, I was watching Ric Flair versus Mr. Perfect from Raw on the 25th of January, 1993, when Bobby Heenan says, doesn't he have a little thing going to the side? Does he, Vince? What? As Flair was making his entrance, knowing that we know about Flair's dingerling, I find this quote really funny, and especially as this was the early clean-cut 90s era. Anyway, my question is, have there been any insider commentary lines over the years that have grabbed your attention or one you found funny? Many thanks, Ryan Cresswell from Lincoln. Thank you, Ryan. I'm not quite sure what he means by that. Doesn't he have a little thing going to the side? Well, Matthew, Missy Hyatt told the world that uh, Ric Flair has a penis that bends to the left. Oh, oh get it now. Thank you. Mm. I thought he meant like his, it was swinging in the wind during his entrance. I'm like, I've seen that match before. I thought I remembered <laughs> that. <laughs> what a great commentary line. And here we see Ric Flair. Oh, all of them. <laughs> Ugh. So we've got so, it. So it's got to be commentary lines that are like an inside joke, right? Okay. And you get them because you're on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any personally. I just remember when JBL fell over 
one of the times he fell over. Then on a, on a subsequent episode of 205 Live, Trip Bradshaw turned up. <laughs> Not a commentary one, I know, but there you go. I like that one. It's I think it was the same era as Tom Phillips' quote that... I can't remember the exact one. I remember the image of his, him looking at the camera like that being shared, and it was a nice, sexy message to some lass that wasn't somebody he was with, and everyone was on Twitter talking about it. Nothing came of it, but then... Graves and Phillips did commentary on episode of 205 Live, I think, so a lot of people didn't see or hear it. And Corey just started quoting it. And him and yeah. Tom, just there's no there's no audio, and because it's just them trying not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Phillips was like the Angus Deaton of the situation. Yeah. Beautiful comparison, Jack. Love that one. That was for you. I thought I thought you'd enjoy it. Have oh, I got oh, news oh, for you? Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> That's it. Any of our insider ones? Or a little Nudge, nudge, do you get it? Are, are PWG too playing with it? Because yeah. their commentary cracks me up. It's really funny, though, on occasion. The the best one, obviously, being um, El Generico is a big boy. I just find that really funny. Uh, it's not so much an insider joke. It's just Kevin Owens absolutely howling because, because of Excalibur. Was it Excalibur who says it? It sounds like an Excalibur yeah. thing. Yeah, El Generico just the top of the ropes. He goes, El Generico is a big boy. And then just next two minutes of Kevin Owens laughing. Take that, you big boy. <laughs> so Speaking good. of Kevin Owens, did you see the clip someone clipped? Because if anyone hasn't seen the Kevin Steen show that was on High Spots before he got hired by the week, got to check that out. Amazing, just great chemistry with every wrestler he talks to. He's talking to Jimmy Jacobs and talked about how he had his wrestling figures as a kid in like in the garage and he was booking them. <laughs> yes. He was booking the characters for the storylines, which, you know, I mean, I did as well. And he wanted to do Steve Austin's entrance with the action figure. And he, well, yeah, how does Austin's theme music start? With the, you know, the glass shattering. He didn't have a glass. So instead he had a cup like, <laughs> like this. And he was in the garage and he just decided that he would just throw that as hard as he could. And so the, the mug shattering, it just went, eh. And stuck in the side of this wall, this garage. <laughs> and that was it. So like, all right, I'll have to make do with that. And Jimmy Jacobs was there, like, drinking. Going, oh, that's a good story. And he goes, yeah. And then Kevin Cena goes, yeah, I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone from Jimmy Jacobs to the people behind the camera start laughing. Like, imagine it's like a 10-year-old kid or something playing in. He's like, oh, I was 17. He's like, nearly an adult. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, uh. Hey, uh, hello, Diddleroonies. I'm getting better at pronouncing these. I'm probably in a small community oh, as a professional wrestler. Oh, sorry, wrestler. sorry, sorry, sorry. I've thought of it. Sorry to oh, bring that to I've thought of an actual answer to the last one rather than just big boy. Um, when Excalibur does his Falcon Arrow joke, I quite like that every time. No one kicks out of the Falcon Arrow and then everyone always kicks yeah, out of the Falcon Arrow. Right, right yeah. sorry. Sorry for that. I just wanted to give a proper answer. There you go. That was a good answer. Thank you, Jack. Cheers. Uh, number two. Hello, Dilaroonies. I'm probably in a small community as a professional wrestling fan in Turkey. Ooh. I grew up as a wrestling fan due to WWE Smackdown Shut Your Mouth video game and some dated WCW footage in one of our local TV channels in the early 2000s. But because of I didn't have enough accessibility to wrestling expert articles on WWE's website and not one wrestling fan friend to chat about it, I stopped following wrestling in my high school days. After I found you guys in the name redacted in the Cultaholic, the fire ignited in me and I'm again a wrestling fan thanks to you. When I look back, my first wrestling memory is Rey Mysterio Jr. kicking Ric Flair into a swimming pool in WCW. And thanks to the WWE Network, I found out it's from May 3rd, 99 edition of WCW Nitro. 
I love that match and that specific moment because it reminds me the pure, childish, the childish wrestling fan in me that believes kayfabe and enjoys watching these larger-than-life superstars. My question is, what is the memory that makes you feel like me described above? Thank you for your great content. Stay safe. Uh, Dylan from Istanbul slash Turkey. Well, thank Cheers. you very much, Dylan. It says, it's D-I-L-A-N. I assume it's not Dylan, like Bob Dylan, so I'm saying Dylan. Hope you got that right, Paul. And that is a nice question. And it's a good moment. Have you seen that episode of Nitro? No. No. Oh, it's, it's spring break, so every year they do it, like the ring in the pool. Not in the pool, but on the pool. And so everyone would go in, and they were saving it for Rey Mysterio Jr., who I believe was Cruiserweight Champion at the time, kicking Ric Flair out, and he goes, whoa, does the 180 right into it, and that's how the show goes off the air. Great moment. I think that's also when Kevin Nash, who's blitzed, is like calling people out, and he goes, oh, yeah? You gonna come get me? He goes, I bet you didn't know I was a former Olympic diving champion in Germany or whatever. Just <laughs> does a kind of all out and just swims to safety away from who's coming out. <laughs> but, yeah... It's an interesting one there. Favorite memory of something that you liked when, mind you, when you were a kid? Uh, the pure, childish, resting fun in you. Hmm. I'm going to say Kane versus Big Show versus Raven from WrestleMania X7. Because mm. it's a complete car wreck. But I love it anyway. From the golf cart, from nearly ending the pay-per-view due to the golf cart not working, getting through, thrown through a window... Kane taking longer to lock a door that takes Big Show to open it and then jumping off <laughs> jumping off the stage. It's great on the HD footage on the network. It's so blatant. Kane does a leg drop off the top. And it's like a bouncy castle he lands on. It's like, oh, what a devastating leg drop. Then pins. <laughs> ah, good times. What have you got for us, Ross? I was going to say anything to do with Kane as well. Not so much now being scared of him, but I was absolutely terrified of that man when I was a kid. And anything he would do, I would always like watch, but like, absolutely tapping myself endlessly but I, that was before we knew the scars were psychological I thought like everybody did I'm sure that a man who was a kid obviously back then a man was there with a scarred face with his perfect one arm the rest of his body covered in scars so yeah anything to do with Kane back then yeah so Ross is a big fan of Bruce Pritchard's kid what about you Jack? <laughs> um, mine's because I tweeted a very similar question to this um, the other day and there's been a lot of different responses, but my example was a match that I talked about on my Desert Island Graps episode with Tom. Um, and it was one of the three matches I picked, which was uh, Blackman versus Albert from like a random SmackDown in 2000 at some point. And it was, yeah, because it's just one of the first episodes of wrestling that I guess I, I taped off the telly and just had on VHS. Um, and it's a hardcore championship defense for Blackman. And it's just really fun. It only lasts a few minutes. It's probably not that good, but I just remember it as a kid just thinking, this is brilliant. And just Blackman is just, he was my guy when I was little. So it's that one. And there's also a really funny bit afterwards where Blackman's just been, uh, sorry, Albert's just been absolutely dealt with by Blackman. And Trish Stratus is his manager and she's just so disappointed on the outside. In hindsight, it's really funny. She's like, I thought he was going to win. I just like it. I like everything about that match. It's stupid, but it's a nice one. What's your preferred Blackman theme? Is it... Or is it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I'm more Little Sticks era Blackman than Nunchuck era Blackman. Yeah. What about you, Rossi? Were Head Cheese era Blackman fan? 
Uh, none. Uh, I'm actually current day, well, current-ish day, Blackman. <laughs> when he's, he's berating women. <laughs> Get down here, you, you fat bitch, I think he said to that woman how he's going into a house. You seen that video with his um, bounty hunting program? It's no, one of the, I'm just going to pretend that it's just a video of Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> just following Steve Blackman around on this Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need to put context on that. I know that sounded bad because I'm my mouth there. It's a bounty hunting program. And some woman must have owed something. So he's gone round and she's going, get away, Steve. And she's throwing cups at him, I think. Steve. He says, <laughs> You're former <laughs> WWF hardcore champion, Steve Blackman. <laughs> and then he shouts back up and berates her. Fantastic scenes. God. Moving quickly on. <laughs> uh, question number three. Hello, everyone. I was watching a Chinese film called Master Z, Ip Man Legacy. In, I think it's called Ip Man. Is it Ip Man? I'm not referring to, but whatever. Hitman Legacy, in which Batista plays the villain. In closing moments of the final fight of the movie, Batista goes for a power bomb, but the protagonist reversed into a Huracan Rana. In brackets, great movie, I really recommend it. <laughs> but this got me thinking about all the times wrestling has randomly showed up in movies or TV shows. Can you think of any time you popped for anything wrestling related showing up in something that you watched? I always popped for John Wick hitting an angle slam. I don't remember that. In John Wick Chapter 3. I was going to talk about Kevin Nash showing up, but that's fair enough. Uh, the Hardy Boys with The Rock as Rocky Johnson in that 70s show. That's right. Uh, MacGruber recruiting a team of soldiers consisting of Jericho, Mark Henry, MVP, Great Carly, Kane and Big Show. Only for them all to die an explosion three minutes later. Oh, is that what happens? Uh, thanks again for all that you do. Tristan Glover from Tennessee. And I recognise that name, so I think I've oh, seen Oh, it's Tristan Twitter. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tristan. He gets in the mailbag quite a lot. He does. I think it's Ross's alter ego. He pays me money. <laughs> we should start doing that. Just sending in quick, like, like, Ross, why are you so good? <laughs> from not Ross. I try uh, to avoid those ones, to be honest with you. From the great state of Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, times wrestlers have showed up and you'd be like, what are you doing here? I've got one, but let Jack go first to be polite. The uh, Longest Yard remake with Adam Sandler. What's going on? Yeah, because I didn't know that all those wrestlers were in it. Who's in it? Austin's obviously there. Austin, and Nash, Nash Goldberg, Goldberg, Bob Sapp, if he Bob Sapp. Great yeah. Carly. Obviously, I didn't recognise Bob Sapp at the time. I wasn't like, that's Bob Sapp. But the others I did. Who was Cheeseburger? Was that Bob Sapp? The one who just liked burgers? I, I don't remember the detail of that. It was probably, that it was probably that well. Bob Sapp. I it's remember going, a, oh, I broke my nose. It's not a great film when all these wrestlers are being given the runaround by Nelly. Ugh. And Burt Reynolds. And, uh, <laughs> well, he's on the side. I think he is, in it? Yeah, because he was in the original. Though. Yeah, what yeah, he plays it. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler books his mates, so he's like every other wrestling promoter. Is Rob Schneider in it? Ross. Oh, sorry. Uh, he has to be, doesn't he? Yeah. Ross. I'm gonna, even though I don't think I was watching live at the time, because I think it would have been about two or three, maybe. When the Undertaker's on that Saturday morning TV show with Ant and Deck, <laughs> it's not live and kicking, is it? It's something else. And I'm thinking it's the one that must have come before that. It, yeah. it looks like sort of '94 era Taker, judging by his clothes. Uh, but yeah, they just get assaulted by the Undertaker on a bouncy castle. <laughs> They're calling him out and talking smack right to his, like behind his back and then he plucks them out, out off the floor. Yeah. I miss Saturday morning TV. Never awake to see it these days. Yeah. <laughs> On a similar note, Sabrina the Teenage Wish. 
I forget the episode. I forget why it's happening. I just know, like all the other shows at the time during this, they go, oh, something, something. The only way to fix today's issue is blah, 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 wrestling match. <laughs> and somehow Billy Gunn shows up and gets in a fight with Salem the Cat. If you haven't watched the show, Billy Gunn is a giant man from the wrestling world and Salem the Cat is a cat. And Sam the Cat absolutely, like, Billy Gunn's holding him. I remember, I can't remember, like, I forgot on YouTube, it's probably wrong, but the memory is, like, Billy Gunn's having to sell for this cat, so he's holding the cat, like, ugh! <laughs> <laughs> Greg falls down, it's like, oh, no! <laughs> and it doesn't last very long, but it's, yeah, it's tremendous stuff, so. Billy Gunn jobbing to Salem the Cat. Oh, God. That's a good one. Sweating after it's that good. reenactment. Um, <laughs> Those were some great questions. Thank you very much from all corners of the globe. Please, if you have any thoughts, questions, opinions, anything you want to let us know, apart from a certain state in America, please send them to mailbagalcoholic.com. And now it's time for Reese's Pieces, the sequel no one wanted to the mailbag. Hello, lads. <laughs> An animal-themed one today for reasons. Some yes. of these are really tenuous, so Mafu may sound like he's <laughs> like he's given up more than he usually does by the end of this. Enjoy. <laughs> Good. Some of these are like 15 minutes long. How am I? Uh, the big... Do- oh, I'm sorry. For people who haven't seen this before, it's fastest thought first, so don't be blaming people for their horrible opinions. The big dog Roman Reigns or the stone pit bull uh, Ishii? I'm going to go Jack, Ross, me. Jack, who have you got? I like Ishii. Roman. Uh, the big dog, Woof Woof, because you can book him on Cameo. Bull Buchanan or Bull Nakano? <laughs> oh, Bull Buchanan. He's my boy. Bull Buchanan. WrestleMania 2000 show stealer, Bull Buchanan. Uh, SummerSlam 94 show stealer, Bull Nakano. Any day. The Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or The Viper, Randy Orton. Snakes. Who have you got, Jake? What? Jake, Jack, because I said snake. <laughs> Jack the Snack Roberts, what have you got? <laughs> Jack the Snack. <laughs> Is that with two C's, Matthew? Because he's tasty. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for Austin anyway. Um, Austin. Yeah, Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, why not? Who cares about the answer? Ricky the Dragon <laughs> Steamboat or American Dragon? Daniel Bryanson. Um... Um, probably Brian. Ricky the dragon, with his actual dragon. <laughs> actual literal dragon. <laughs> uh, American dragon. It's just because I've seen him. Uh, Lindsay Dorado or Tiger Mask? Oh, well, that's not fair, because obviously I'm going to pick Lindsay, but he's a far less influential figure in the world of wrestling. Yeah, Lindsay. Even though I've seen more of Lindsay, I'll go Tiger Mask. I'll say Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I just going to say, because I've seen more Lindsay. <laughs> I'll say Lindsay because he sent me a DM after I said how good his match with Kalisto was. And he was saying thank you very much. He said, Gracias. Lindsay sent you a DM? Only time he's ever spoken to me, so I'm not sure if he likes me. I think that's why he went, oh, I wonder who that was. Oh, it's him. But I was like, yeah, mate. Great match, by the way. He didn't pay me. Moose or Rhino? Moose. Rhino. Rhino. We've met. Moose was one of the boys. 
How can you say that? I wasn't one of the boys. <laughs> I, was, I was one of his boys until I checked his Twitter. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk or Road Warrior Animal? Um, I'm not a big fan of either Road Warrior, to be honest. I know that's not a nice thing to say, but I'll go for Animal in the ring. Animal. I'll go for Hawk after that revelation on Dark Side of the Ring. How he took the gimmick to Japan. Ultimate poo housery. And <laughs> I'm here for that kind of bollocks. Yeah, I mean, a complete poo housery there. I'm going to go Road Warrior Hawk, not because of that, just because of the amazing promo skills. I like every you. promo with, well, so fantastic. I have to ask, you, know, you don't rate the Road Warriors, Jack? They were never for me. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think they're very good. Um, <laughs> like any period because if you like judging by like probably like and yeah sure. I've probably not watched enough of them during their peak I've probably only been more familiar with like LOD 2000 when they were bad but I did That's like when um, I did like when uh, Animal appeared at a, an indie show over WrestleMania weekend once and introduced Ric Flair as like a good worker that was good well, is that what he said? Like, I am Road so Warrior and here's the, a good worker, Ric Flair. It was it was one of the shows where like an ambulance didn't turn up, so they had to delay it for like half an hour. So they sent they sent Animal out to kill some time while he was opening the show, and then they were like, "Well, we can't leave Animal out there for like twenty minutes on his own, so we'll have to send someone else out." And apparently, Ric Flair was there, and he was like, "I'll do it." So Animal gets in the ring and does his bit speech, and then goes, "I'd like to introduce someone now. He's a good worker." It's Ric Flair. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? It's Ric Flair? But he just, he just went, he's a good worker. <laughs> he's a good worker. And the crowd went, he oh, means Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Funkasaurus, Brodus Clay, or Luchasaurus? Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Oh, I'll say Funkasaurus because, well, I don't know. Jake the Snake Roberts. Related to Jack. Or <laughs> Ultimo Dragon. Oh, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. Yeah, I'm going to say Jake Snake. Uh, his promos on AEW this week. The Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin, or Kid Lycos? Kid Lycos. Who <laughs> was also a Lone Wolf, I guess. Big Baron. Uh, kid Lycos, because he's been replaced now, isn't it? There's Kid Lycos 2. Mm. He's regenerated like that Doctor Who chap. I've met Kid uh, Lycos one, and he's a lovely, lovely, lovely. He's had a lovely little, lovely lad. little That's so man. Paranizing. Oh, That's no. so paranizing. He could batter me. He's a wrestler. I mean, you're right, but you should. He's a say lovely. It. He's a lovely man. <laughs> lovely. Oh, you'll love Kid Lycos too. Then he's even smaller. You could have him under your hat. <laughs> uh, Ray Phoenix or Rhea Ripley, and it says that after Rhea, it's a bird. What Is Ripley it? or Rhea? A Rhea. A Ripley. No, no, a Rhea. I heard what you said. Wait a minute, let me just check that. Rhea, the sky oh. gods, blah, blah. Oh, Rhea bird, Rhea in South America. I did not know that, pal. Ooh, okay, they look like ostriches. <laughs> no, Ripley then. I'm not Googling Ripley. Anyway, I'm going for I Phoenix. Believe it or not. Uh, who have you got then? Phoenix. Ah, oh, yeah, well, wrestler of the year. What are we, uh, That was it, wasn't it? Last year, the wrestler oh, of the year. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, do, you know, go do, on you, then. do you know who I think's a front runner this year? Hangman Page. He's been phenomenal. That's just what I'm it's just what I'm saying right now. That's what we'll be doing ne- next month. Because it'll be the half half year point. <laughs> yeah. The half true. year awards. Just call God. it the Diz. Yeah. <laughs> the the did. <laughs> <laughs> the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar or the Beast Dan Seven? 
Oh, Lesnar. Yeah, Lesnar. Oh, it's got to be that da- da- the beast, sweaty armpit seven. <laughs> oh. Ernest the Cat Miller or the Cat. That's with a K, so not the WCW guy from 2000. No, oh. Jerry Lawler's. Um, I'll go for Salem the Cat with his 1-0 record. Yeah, that counts. I'll go for the cat in that YouTube fella's video where he's saving all the shots. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He's seen it. Oh. Is, that, is that Chris MD or something? He does all the shots on YouTube. He's playing football in his living room with a cat and he's kicking the whatever little ball he has towards the goal, Matthew, and the cat is jumping and saving it with his paws. It's incredible. Wow. I should have nominated that for the Hall of Fame instead. Yeah, you know what? That sounds better than anything we've talked about on the show so far. Uh, on that note, I'm going to go with Heathcliff. He's got the best song. Uh, George Animal Steel or the Animal Batista? Batista, but I like George Steel. Batista. Batista. Henry O. Godwin, in brackets, hog, <laughs> or Phineas I. Godwin, in brackets, pig? Oh, no, I knew. Um, <laughs> is, is Phineas Midian? Yes. Yeah, I'll go for Henry then instead. <laughs> Henry. Henry was the bigger one, wasn't he? He was the hog Henry was the good one. Yeah, you know, um, for the exact reason Jack said Henry. Uh, the British Bulldog or JYD, Junkyard Dog? Oh, the British Bulldog. Aye, the Bulldog. Aye, Bulldog, jeans and all. The Weasel, Bobby Heenan or Gorilla Monsoon? Oh, that is hard. You can't have one without the other. I'll go for Heenan because he was a manager and a commentator, but it's, a, it's not a fair one, that. It's like picking between your own kids, isn't it? Heenan would be my slightly more favourite child. It's like picking your kid. Yeah, I've got a favourite. Uh, Bobby Heenan. <laughs> Raven or Scotty Flamingo? Raven. Raven. I'm going to say Scotty Flamingo. Because oh. he's a very underrated, not to be a dick, but he's a very underrated character. It's just the fact that, you know, as soon as he left, Vince was like, oh, phew. I'm glad we never have to see him again. And he got signed in 2000 and he wasn't happy. Pitbull 1 or Pitbull 2? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Take a nice out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll go with that then remember, Then try and remember which one's which. Yeah, the one care. that was called Gary. Yeah, Gary Wolf is... Yeah, whoever... Which one Gary Wolf is, and not the other one in his horrible, horrible, ugly demise that we'll move on from. Shark Boy or The Shark, in brackets, John Tenter in WCW. <laughs> um... Oh, I've not seen enough Shark Boy actually. I'll go for John Tender because I liked him as Earthquake, but I did. I don't. I didn't. I didn't like the Shark gimmick. But I'll go for. I'll go for Earthquake. I'll go for John Tender for that tattoo story. What was the story, Matthew? He had. Yeah, he had a lion. Yeah, very vis- very clearly visible. WWF and everything else like that. And then he went to WCW, and they said, "Well, we'll pay to have it changed," and. I remember they being in Powerstar magazine years ago. Really clear photo of it. It is the ugliest tattoo <laughs> alteration you've ever seen in your life. Please, if you take one thing away from this episode, if you're still watching, why, please why look it... for Earthquake John Tenter's modified type thing into a shark. Oh, it's they turn into just, a shark. Yeah. I mean, it kind of works, but you go, it looks really odd. Why is that? Oh, it used to be not a shark. How, um, uh, John Tenter was deceptively younger than he looked. In his prime. I was shocked, I remember, when I Googled how old he was at the time. I was like, what? He just, 
he was just born to be a heel, big heel wrestler, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thought, Jack. We've got nothing to add to that, so. No, no sorry. I, yeah. No, sorry, thank you for that. that. I, I also like Mr. John Tender. Yeah. <laughs> Unrelated, Mantar or El Torito? El Torito for the WLC, man. Yeah, El Torito. Yes, uh, that's more entertainment than Mantar did in his entire WF stint. No, 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 Mantar. Mantar, because the story that he wrestled, Razor Ramon one time, he comes to the ring, he's got the big F off moo hat, and takes it off, goes moo, and then Razor just slaps. <laughs> <laughs> that mime of that slap was excellent. That was really good. Thank you. Take Ali Singh. Oh my God. Or Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Oh, yeah. Big Alicia Fox every time. Yeah. Alicia Fox in brackets with Noam Dar. The Yeti. Wait a minute. Or the Gobbledygooker. The Yeti every day. I'd go Yeti as well. So is that an animal now? Yeah. Uh, well, we had the Well, beast no, it wasn't prop, a Yeti, was it? was it? It was a mummy. It was, so yeah. So I'm picking the Gobbledygooker because it's it disqualified and this, this it's fine, prestigious favorite. Reese's Pieces we're doing. Tony Schiavone mispronouncing Yeti will forever get a laugh out of me, no matter how many times I've heard it. It's the Yeti! <laughs> and you know what, Tim, because his legacy is he's, he, the way he pronounced it. So the guy spelled it Yeti with an A on the end, as opposed to, like, you know, else the, it. The, the Yeti showed <laughs> The Yeti! The Yeti! Uh, the Yeti showed up in a Be in the Elite episode right at the end once. Good. Cody tells his ski mask joke. You know, he goes, and I said... No, but that's a nice ski mask. And then everyone laughs. And the camera pulls out and the Yeti is next to him. And he's laughing along. And he's he's like eight foot tall. He's so massive, the Yeti. I love him so much. Ron Reese, what a legend. Yeah. Oh. Last one. Pegasus Kid or the Rabid Wolverine? I'm not going to choose. Why is that one on there? Wait a minute. I'm not going to choose that. <laughs> I just realised, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm thinking, Pegasus, does that really count as an animal? I'm like, oh, it's the same bloke. Yeah, I'm not going not gonna to pick one there. Let's move what on, the, then. What was the five-star wrestling alternative for the Pegasus kid? Was it like wild, wild Pegasus? No, not Wild Pegasus. It was something to do with Pegasus. In the game itself, not an actual wrestler. Oh, oh. yeah. Have <laughs> you seen a movie booked Chris Benoit? What did they call him to avoid copyright issues? I can't remember what he was called in five-star wrestling. Re-Genesis. Someone will know. Someone will know in the comments. We'll check like, during the break. But we'll just move on from that last question. We should have ended with the yet day. Thanks for all you do. Seymour Butts. Hey... Or Alex Hartley. Now I'll call you Seymour. <laughs> thank you for that enormous list. Even when you truncated it, it was still long as hell. But thank you very much. It was a lot of laughs. If you have any Reese's pieces, please, ten. Just do ten entries, okay? <laughs> and we'll be very happy if you send That's us one. Few. Otherwise, we'll ignore you. And if you have them, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow. What a great podcast. And that's not the end. We have a big question now. Send us home happy. And that big question is, what's going to be the best match at this Saturday's AEW Double or Nothing 2020 pay-per-view extravaganza? But before we load up the card and see what's happening, Jack is going to tell us the important thing is the five-star wrestling video game roster. Yeah, I've got the roster up here. Um, we can turn this into a very short game because there's only, I think, eight characters. But if I say oh, one, okay. you can you can guess who that's a parody of. So we've got Andy Organ. 
<laughs> no, it's quite it's quite hard. You might need a few seconds. Um, there's Curtis Angel. Um, I'll leave the uh, the Pegasus one till the end because it is weird. Uh, Greg Hardy, which is you know Jeff Hardy. There's is it this this one's my favourite. This one's my favourite. Harvey D. Harvey D. RVD. RVD. It's Rob Van Damme. Okay. RVD. <laughs> uh, Johnny Maivia, which isn't even an attempt to be like <laughs> any different. Uh, Mike Iceberg. Goldberg. Yes, yeah, Bill Great. Goldberg. Uh, Ragnar Brock, which is Lesnar. And then okay. the Pegasus one is is kind of a mashup of Benoit and another wrestler because it's Dynamite Pegasus. Yeah. Wow. Dynamite Pegasus. Players Dynamite Pegasus. I've had that cocktail. Or Johnny uh, Thank you very much for that. Five-star right. five, five star five star video game. Uh, those were not the, the ratings the magazines gave them. But <laughs> yes, never mind that. I'd feel, I'd feel bad if the people involved with Five Star, star weren't sort of cocks on the whole. <laughs> dodgy as hell, you mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, but what isn't dodgy? <laughs> there you go. AW double or nothing. The card as it is, gone to the fine people at Wikipedia. Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson and Brandy takes on Lance Archer with Jake Roberts in the tournament final for the inaugural, that means first, AEW TNT Championship, which will be hand-delivered by Mike Tyson. Oh. Hopefully, with that, he'll look at the camera and go, thank you for this. I'm also, unrelated, going to have a fight with Vander Holyfield in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and buy <laughs> my weed. <laughs> buy my weed. I needed to get to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Uh, so outside of Tyson oh no we'll go through the entire card there we go I'm being very silly here MJF with Wardlow takes on Jungle Boy apparently with no one because the rest of the Lucha Posse is sodden off uh, John Moxley who is the AW world champion will hopefully get his title back off Brody Lee who's half inched it and then the casino ladder match between bear with me Darby Allen, Colt Cabana Orange Cassidy Ray Phoenix Scorpio Sky Kip Sabian Frankie Gazarian, Luchasaurus, and to be announced. Ooh. Nyla Rose will defend the women's world title against Hikaru Shida in a no DQ, no count out match. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, will hopefully take on Chris Statlander. Not sure about that, though. Mm. Uh, have to wait and see. Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. Exactly what I just said. Have to see if that happens or not. Uh, Private Party take on the best friends in the, uh, what do they call it? Pre-show kickoff, Buying. loading, getting your lippy on, whatever. And the main event will be the Stampede. Oh, is that the main stadium event? Stadium Stampede match. I think this could be the main event. I'm not too sure. I think it's probably. It might, maybe. I'd, I'd bet on this one being the main event. Yeah. Matt Hardy and the Elite, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson in brackets, but not his ribs, versus the Inner Circle, Jericho, Hager. Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. Got a lot on there. Nine matches. So I think it's a good card. Yeah, Jack, we'll go with you because you're the lovely one. What do you think is going to be the best match there? Um, now, my heart says the stadium stampede match because how could it not be? But as an alternative, I'll go for the casino ladder match. I think it's quite intriguing. And there's there's a bit of a unique setup. I think it's going to be more like a rumble where there's like staggered entry. Um, 
So that that could that could make it really good if they think it out properly, and less of like just a big schmoz, which sometimes ladder matches can turn into. So I'll go for that one. I'll go for the casino ladder match. What about you, Matthew? It's weird. I'm looking forward to the video package for Cody versus Lance, uh, probably as much as the vid the match itself. So. No, you know what? I'm reminded that Cody has consistently had the best match on pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view they've done. So, yeah, why why not bet on the man? Cody versus Lance Archer. Cody always delivers. He is. He's like, just eat. What have you got, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I would go for the, the stadium stampede match as well, but I, I've, I'm looking forward to Moxley versus uh, Big Brody, me. Because I think, you know, this is Brody's first big sort of world title match since he left WWE. Uh I think everyone sort of wants to, you know, have him shove it in Vince McMahon's face a bit. So I think it's just going to go along and it's going to be... Because I've got to admit, I, this, the promo that Brody did on AEW this week was... I wasn't a fan at all. It didn't make much sense to me. The delivery was a bit disjointed. It was a bit like me watching me talk. Um, so I just let the wrestling do the talking. Put the crappy gimmick to one side for half an hour, whatever. I think they'll just knock seven bells out of each other. It'll be great. Doing yourself a disservice there, Ross, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> And yeah, to be honest with you, it's one of those things where I look at and go, God, they could all be really good matches. Like, I like Anna Rose in the no DQ environment where she's at her best. Mm. Private party, you always kill. Uh, MJF versus Jungle Boy, looking forward to see. I think they've done a very good job of hyping this up. And that is, of course, because uh, we hate wrestling, but we love getting paid by Tony Khan every week. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping the electricity on. Thank you, Tony Khan, our Lord and Savior. Uh, any other thoughts on the card there, Jack? Matthew, who do you think is going to be the mystery entrant in the ladder match? Well, I mean, that would be the perfect time to have Evander Holyfield come in. Imagine it's Holyfield. Imagine it's Michael, uh, bloody, what's he called off that documentary? I mean, Jordan. He's got blood. Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan. <laughs> oh, you, you forgot the name of Michael Jordan. I forgot the name of Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the good worker from the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan comes out, he hears someone said something was bull crap. And I thought, you're saying the bulls are crap? Well, I'm going to show you. And he just rocks up. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Cheers. Yeah, nice. Nice. Uh, Scott, yeah, but... you can get a system. Mm. Throw him up there. Oh, it should be Rodman, shouldn't it? Of course. He's got yeah. preview. Yeah. It'll just be the all of '98: Tyson, Holyfield, Rodman. <laughs> I like I like Sam's prediction of Chris Hero. Oh, Sam's. Oh. Chris Hero, yeah. I think that's a decent oh, show. It's, it's more likely to be him than it is uh, Drew Gulak, if what you said is true. Well, yeah, I don't know, if, but I don't know if Cody was just being a wrestler about it and just working all of us. So I don't know. I've gone for MJF, which I think is a regretful decision now. Oh, you think he'll beat Jungle Boy and then... I think he might that. lose to Jungle Boy and then rock oh, yeah. up in the ladder match and steal the spot. But I don't know. I don't know about that anymore. I'm feeling a bit feeling a bit silly about that one. Nice. Who do you think, mm. Ross? Or are, you, are you putting all your money on MJ? No, well, maybe now. But uh, yeah, I went for Gulak, me. I don't it know. I, I spent a full 20 minutes trying to think of who it might be and I've got no idea. And that's the best possible way to look at it, isn't it? Not, it's not obvious this time, I think. Yeah. And who knows, we get some appearance of a little tag team called The Revolt. 
Either oh, the WWE one or uh, the other one. Who knows? Do you think they'll show up yet? I don't know. If they did show up, it would be very exciting, but I don't know. It would. I am looking forward to watching this. Uh, God, I wish I had some friends over I could watch them with. I can't. That sucks. Wait, do Cultaholic do, do some sort of watch-along gimmick? Yeah. <laughs> do they? Do they? Yeah. Oh, who, who does it? Who, who's, who's the fine folks at Cultaholic who do this watch-along? Everyone's favourite Cultaholic member, Adam Pacitti. Oh. Are there any others that they do? Not this time. I'm, I'm winding oh, off. Death, deathly silence there for mocking our lord. Sorry, sorry. No, Mr. that's just because. The, no, it's just because he's the only one doing one this time. Because oh. it takes. Because when we did that um, WrestleMania reactions video where we spliced all of our reactions together, the editing team nearly, nearly passed away. Oh, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah these are long shows. Mm. And in fairness, though, Pachiti is the man who can tweet out windmills. Get over a thousand retweets. <laughs> hey, he knows his business better than me. God bless him. And I would love to watch him live stream it if I had no other friends to watch it along with during these hard times. So thankfully, Coleholic is doing that. But what about you two guys who I like as well? What, what, is, guys... this? what is this? <laughs> I'm ugly segue and the other stuff I've got on the Coleholic channel you get. If I'm not watching along with Coleholic. Some little, you know, segue, whatever. Um, know, what are the videos are you going like, to be putting out this week? But you're doing it like the bit in Men in Black where the alien goes inside the bloke for the first time and he's working out, he's walking like that down the street. <laughs> Was that not natural? <laughs> <laughs> when he asks for sugar and water. Oh, God. All right, that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if I wanted to watch wrestling. <laughs> that film's so good. Um... I'll be doing a what happened at immediately following the show. Uh, also, okay. wrestlers of the week will already be out because the podcast goes out on Friday, doesn't it? And um, I think that's it for my coverage of uh, the. I'm doing the what happened at straight after it. What about you, Ross? Yeah, I'll have that WTF moments crap later on Sunday. <laughs> uh, tiered list. Me and Jack did one for every Money in the Bank ladder match ever. Hopefully, that'll be out. Haven't heard from Sam. It's always a bit in the balance. <laughs> but Can something have out. gone wrong? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Oh God! Oh, it yeah, took so long. So it might, yeah, it might, it might go out. It might not. Hopefully, it will. It was a cracking video. Everyone had a great time. That was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm amazed that you put on these um, these Lord of the Rings length videos about every Money in the Bank ladder, every yeah. Rumble match, every wrestling match since 1993 will be rated what, in a video. What people? <laughs> wow. What people got? Nothing you want to see? You want to see, see one of the topics that's coming out towards the the end of the year? Yeah, don't. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah, saying what it is. No, but oh, oh goodness! Oh, oh. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> well, my appetite is being whetted, but that'll have to do for now. I'll have to starve until next week's Coloholic Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much for watching. Remember the Hall of Fame. You can go vote for that on patreoncom Coloholic. You can send us questions, thoughts. Begs for mercy to mailbag at coloholic.com. That is actually, I don't know where we are, so I'll just point in every direction. That has been Jack, and that has been Ross, wherever he is on the screen. We'd like to end these shows by putting our hands against the camera, webcam, laptop, TV, whatever, you freak, and saying on the count of three, you know the song by now. One, two, three, join us. Join us. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.